Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we have a special guest. It's been a while since we've done an interview. Uh, we have another fellow podcaster, uh, Kenny Rotter from the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. He actually recently guested on our uh, D&D podcast, Almost Better Than Dragons, for two episodes and played the character Aniston. It was a lot of fun, so I highly recommend checking that out. But yeah, we have Kenny Rotter today, too. How are you guys doing? I am doing phenomenal. I'm doing all right. Good to hear. Sunday morning, wrapped in my jammies, wrapped up in a blanket. Oh, <laughs> I wish I was in my jam jams. Oh, yeah, but I'm also <laughs> in L.A., so I'm going to die of heat stroke in about eh, 40 minutes, so. <laughs> oh, God, is it getting that hot out there already? Uh, my apartment just doesn't get a lot of sun, so it's like 40 when I wake up, and then it just scales to like 80 in like an hour. So, like, I'm oh, going to be sweating by the end of this episode. Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, Kenny, we uh, are happy to have you on our show. Uh, this is a video game podcast, so we're going to ask you some video game questions. But first, let's tell our listener a little more about you. Do you want to kind of give the ele- elevator pitch of who you are and what you do and what's the deal with Dumbbells and Dragons? Yeah. Uh, well, as you said, my name is Kenny Rodder. I'm the host of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Uh, Dumbbells and Dragons is a blog and podcast where we mix nerd and fitness culture. I am a giant nerd. I love my video games, my comic books, um, my tabletop games. I'm trying to think of any other nerdy things that I really enjoy. Marvel and DC movies and television shows and ranting about them. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... If you enjoy the DC television shows, we're going to have to have a talk. (laughs) But ranting, I can get on board with the rants. (laughs) Uh, And then I am also uh, a very big gym advocate. I believe people, uh, you know, everyone has a health and fitness level. And wherever you are, you can always improve. Um, And I'm just, I really enjoy going to the gym. So I decided to mix those two passions and kind of share that with the world. And we've been around for about a year. And in that time, we've released close to 75 podcasts. And I have a rotating team of six bloggers blogging twice a week at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Damn, that is so freaking cool, dude. That's amazing that, yeah, you got this thing going and yeah, you were able to blend your passion, so to speak, into like one thing that you could really focus on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. And it's just people always comment on the name Dumbbells and Dragons because it, you know, it's, it's memorable. Uh, people who grew up with D and D are familiar with it. Um, people who, you know, our gym rats kind of connect with the dumbbells portion of it. And it's it's just a lot of fun. Oh, and speaking of which, uh, the intro to your podcast, it's like amazing. It's like, I, I don't honestly, I can't recall who's responsible for it, but it's that play on that G6 song, but the it's uh, DM says you're going to die, roll a D6. It's like amazing. I don't know. I love that. Yeah, I need to give a shout out to Assorted Intricacies. Uh, there we the- go. They're the band that does my theme song, and they are so incredibly brilliant and so funny. And I just love that because that song, um, like a in a in a G six is the original version, and or it's like a G six. And okay, yep, it's a huge gym pump up song, and so roll a D six is just it blends nerd and fitness perfectly. Oh, totally. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I get very hyped. Your show's really <laughs> fun to listen to. But uh, speaking of which, right before we started the call, you'd mentioned how you just were playing some kind of uh, tabletop game. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually got, I just got into tabletop um, this year, actually. I had kind of always been just a different, you know, more of a board game, video game guy and not so much the, the RPG. Mm-hmm. But I just got done playing our first session of Dungeon World, and I gotta give a shout out to you, Doug, because I used your name in Almost Better Than Dragons as inspiration for my name. Oh, excellent. (laughs) My character's name is Lee Prosey. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Laryngitis approves. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was, and I was playing with three guys who I didn't really know very well. They actually went to graduate school with my wife. 
So I was like, all right, let's give this a shot. And really cool guys. And it was a lot of fun. And we're, as of course, with being an adult, scheduling is always hard. So we scheduled our next session already. So that's always good to get that on the calendar. Oh, totally. Um, now, what would you say, like, uh, how does it compare to, say, like, 4th edition, 5th edition of D&D? Like, is it similar or is it got, like, its own set of rules and it's very different? It's very similar. The mechanics are a lot simpler. There's, okay. um, and especially right now, things are very limited because we're all, you know, level one. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. And it's just the, the role mechanics are a lot simpler and you're not rolling as much to do a bunch of different things. It's a really good intro, I feel. Okay, nice. Oh, shit. That was uh, designed by Adam uh, Cobell, who does a lot of streaming and a lot of RPG stuff on Twitch. I didn't realize that. Well, that's neat. cool. Yeah. And neither did I. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually kind of working on my own campaign and I was thinking like, oh, it'd be fun to like DM and get a viewpoint from that side. And I asked a buddy of mine, I'm like, what would you do for like world building and DM? He's like, oh, just do something you're familiar with and something that's like, you know, you can recreate easily like standard D&D stuff. I was like, shit. Because I'm making my whole like own world in it and I was like, this is going to be a fucking mess. But (laughs) it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I, everyone knows the standard D&D stuff, and I think at this point a lot of people know the mechanics, even if they didn't intend to, like, just from culture and, like, different stuff in, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just different uh, things, like Stranger Things even starts off with D&D. So, like, you see how it works, even if you're not, like, a role-playing fan. And now that I'm getting more into the RPG stuff, it's interesting to see the different mechanics of some games never have a board game or tabletop board at all. It's all audio like we do for ABTD. And then some don't have any items and some don't have any skills. And it's all kind of loosely held together. And it's, it's interesting to see the variations between all these different tabletop RPG games, even though like when you don't realize that they all seem the same, but they can be very unique. Oh yeah, definitely. Me, me and some buddies get together uh, we try to do it twice a month, but it usually ends up being once a month where we play Kingdom Death Monster. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> if you get the physical actual board game, it's over $400. Oh, my oh God. My God. So, so we play it. Uh, we're also all over the country. So we play it on Steam. And okay. we got a tabletop mod for $10, which seemed a lot more reasonable. What the Absolutely. fuck? There's a there was a Kickstarter and it got twelve million dollars. Yeah, it That's is insane. The it for the art is beautiful mm-hmm. and grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's all really well done and it's really intense. But it's like after you defeat the first um, bad guy that you come in contact with, which everyone starts with the same bad guy at the beginning who is just, like, a half-man, half-lion thing. Mm -hmm. One of your first decisions when you get back to your settlement is you have to decide whether or not you're going to bury or eat your dead. And so (laughs) it it gets far more gruesome from there. I hope you went with uh, eat. (laughs) Yeah, how dead are we talking? Is it, like, like a few hours or is it, like, a week? Because then that that really (laughs) decides it. I don't know, but I'm all about utility and harvesting things for uh, getting the most use out of everything. And when you bury something, you're really sacrificing a lot of utility. Yeah, okay, yeah. thank you. Finally, someone agrees with me, and cannibalism is the option. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did have a couple questions uh, regarding like the whole your whole fitness journey and what kind of led you to like blending your, your nerd passion and the fitness stuff. One question being... What would you recommend? Like, how much exercise should someone aim for in a week? Because I'm not sure. Like, if our they're li- more if than our us, listeners, yeah. If our listeners anything like Brandon and myself, like they should <laughs> probably hear this and maybe aim to shoot for that. Uh, I would say ten percent more than what you're currently doing. So <laughs> okay, if ten percent of zero is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's put your your existing. So let's put you at a one. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> let's say you're at your baseline, you're at a one, you're not fit at all, you know, you're 
stereotypical video games and that's it, mm-hmm. then I would say at the end of a massive, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda game, play some Wii Tennis. Yeah. And then, and then just add 10% to everything. And then eventually down the line, you'll be more and more fit because you got to constantly get your body to adjust to the changes. But if you go from couch potato to training for a marathon, you're going to get injured. You're going to have setbacks and you're not, it's not, it is not a lifestyle that you can do long term if you make that immediate change. That makes well, perfect sense. Well, that's a good word for it. It's a lifestyle. It's not just immediate like you sit on the couch for 25 years and then you start deadlifting 500 pounds. Like you will snap in half. You have to oh, yeah. pro- slowly progress up to that level. And it's not just, you know, you're gym rat like for one month out of the year and then you're fine. Like it's it, you got to work it into your lifestyle. It's kind of got to be a new thing. You just really kind of got to commit to it, whether you like it or not. Well, and a good a good example that we've all seen, especially if we're of the nerd culture, is look at Hugh Jackman. Look at him in the first X-Men movie and then check him out in Logan. He has gotten bigger in every movie, and it's because in each movie he's making these small incremental changes to continuing to build these to build mass even as he's getting older and even as it's getting harder. Yeah, I I saw I think it was him prepping for Logan, but it he, like he looked like he was in there was that movie Pan that was supposed to be like Peter Pan stuff and he was Blackbeard in it. That went over very well. Um but it was Hugh Jackman like prepping uh for Logan, but he was looking like that role and he was like yeah, he's like deadlifting like four hundred pounds or something. Like you could see the bar holding up the weights, like bending around it, and he was just a monster. It was horrifying. <laughs> but that's the guy you want to be Wolverine. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Personally, I, after I started listening to Kenny's show, I was like, I should probably get back in shape. All I do is sit around and code all day, and then I get home and edit podcasts all day. So I was very like inactive, but like I was inspired to start working out, and I did. I kind of did what you suggested. I didn't want to go zero to 60. I kind of went zero to 10 or 20 and started doing just like a half hour workout every night after work, like lifting weights, doing push-ups, the whole nine yards, some jump rope and all that kind of stuff. So it feels like even just a little bit I'm doing, my body, I'm starting to recognize like the benefit of it and it makes me feel good about what I'm doing. So if anything, I just highly recommend people just to get a little more active if you're not, because you can easily get caught up in the lifestyle of not being active whatsoever. And you don't realize how much your body kind of needs that. Oh yeah. And you can blend, you can blend your lifestyle. Like I said, uh, the Wii has made it a lot easier for people to move around. Uh, Pokemon go has made it a lot easier for people to like, just go for walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it just gives you something to distract yourself. Like, that way you're not just like, oh, man, walking sucks. And all you have to think about is like running or jogging or something like it gives you something to keep your attention going. Yeah. I mean, I I love podcasts and I love listening to podcasts. And so when I'm listening to a podcast, I'll be on the bike at the gym or on the treadmill or walking around my neighborhood just because it's instead of just sitting on my couch listening to a podcast, I can listen to it while I'm doing some sort of physical fitness mm-hmm. definitely I, I used to do that a ton in college and honestly that's probably why i started having a i started building up a backlog of podcasts because i don't have something to do while listening to them anymore because i'm not working out as much so i might be able to you know two birds with one stone i might be able to get back into working out and burn through all these podcasts that are filling up my ipod Yep, but I don't know, and I also, I don't know, I guess you can't go zero to 60, but there's this, like, viral video, this, like, uh, overweight guy doing parkour, and it's amazing, like, he's super, super talented, and I guess it goes to show, like, it doesn't really matter how much you weigh, you can still be active and, like, do some crazy shit. Oh, yeah, this video. I think with him, though, like, you see him build up, he does a full backflip at one point, and you see him, I think he builds up the momentum and kind of shifts his weight around enough to gain speed to do it. But yeah, I saw another video where it was a guy who was, I think, even more overweight than this, doing parkour and really struggling with it. But you see the progression of like months and over the year, and he gets 
really in shape, like really slims down, and he's able to do everything he was failing to do in the beginning of the video. Oh, so that's it, awesome. It, it is a good motivator. That's awesome. Yeah, and playing Mirror's Edge lately, like, I don't know, parkour, I feel like <laughs> I should run around on some building tops. Yeah, right. No, I'm super afraid of heights. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would strongly advise, like, start low on free running and parkour stuff, because I know a lot of people are like, yeah, Ninja Warrior, I fucking love it. And, like, I've tried to <laughs> jump buildings, and I've, like, shattered their legs and, like, broken their backs and stuff. Like, don't go, don't go up on rooftops for, you know what, don't ever go up on rooftops. You don't need to. It's not recommended. No. Yeah, why would you? Um, unless you <laughs> threw a frisbee up there. Uh, <laughs> of course, unless you throw a frisbee up there. <laughs> um, well, I guess that sums up my uh, fitness questions. Uh, did you have anything you want to ask about like that topic, Bryn? Um, I'm trying to think because, uh, I mean, unfortunately, Bass is not here, and he's definitely the most fit guy out of the, our group. Yes. He was at the gym yesterday when we recorded. Um, but, yeah, so I... I guess my question would be, do you like running, Kenny? Because I don't know anyone who seems to genuinely enjoy running. And anyone who does, I feel like are lying to themselves. <laughs> I feel like it's uh, all a scam. I, I do know a few people who enjoy running. I personally do not. I I hate doing cardio. I hate going for a run. I I don't enjoy the elliptical if if I had my choice and people are like, oh, well, what's your ideal form of cardio? I'm like, I lift weights faster. <laughs> <laughs> Do everything at two times the speed. Yeah. And but running in cardio is kind of a necessary evil if you want to have a particular body type. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you got to You got to take the good with the bad. I guess I would say I hate running, but sometimes it's. It's the necessary evil I have to do to accomplish whatever goal I've set for myself. Yeah, I I have pretty bad knees, so I, I can never run for more than like 10 minutes at a time. So I, it always felt like I was like half-assing it, and I've always hated it. Oh, the thing is, if you talk to any runner, there mm-hmm. is no runner outside of professional runners that will go on a quote-unquote run which is really a misnomer. They go for run walks. You run for a bit, you walk. You uh, run, okay. you walk. Like, if someone ever said, oh, I went on a three-mile run, I mm-hmm. guarantee you in 90% of the cases, they went for a mile-and-a-half run that was interspersed with a mile-and-a-half of walking. Sure. That Yeah, that makes sense. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, so... The fact that you run for 10 minutes straight is still pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I personally enjoy doing, like, one minute jogging and then two minutes of walking. One minute jogging, two minutes walking. That would always be my mentality with, uh, like, in the school, high school fitness, like, the presidential fitness test or whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, you got to run the mile. And, like, the average speed for a boy your age is, like, I think it was, like, eight minutes or something to run a mile. Ah. I was like, cool. I was like, cool, I'll run one lap, and then I'll walk the next three laps, because fuck this. <laughs> yeah, like, I was the longer super... I take, the less work I have to do in class, so, eh. Yeah, I did not do good at the mile in high school. I hated that part of gym, but, like, now, I don't know, I walk a mile every day, like, up and down the road, so. <laughs> I had the idea of, like, it's like a survival horror movie. I'm like, as long as I'm not the last one, I just didn't have to be in last place, and I'd be good. <laughs> it's the same thing if Jason's chasing you. Um, <laughs> just can't be last. Just can't be last. Uh, but I know a good, if you like video games and you're nerdy and you want good cardio, Mark would be a great advocate for that of DDR and uh, uh, ITG in the groove. Like, yeah, and Humpmaster 7. Humpmaster uh, 7. <laughs> uh, but like playing those games, you're going... I mean, he's on a much higher level than the average person. He's one of those guys that does it super fast. But like those, everyone I saw who did that and like that group that hung out there were always very thin because you're just sweating like for four minutes, five minutes at a time, just pure sweat trenching. Cause it's just, you have to be so active and so quick with those. So I know that's a great cardio workout if you want like a little video game alternative, though it's very expensive to have your own DDR machine and you don't want to be that guy taking your shirt off in the movie theater lobby in the arcade. No one wants to be that guy. So, yeah. <laughs> but if you can find if you can find one around you or a group of people that do it, there's that. That's always an option. 
Yeah, that's very that's true. Definitely yeah. gets you active. Um, and speaking of video games, let's kind of steer the conversation in that direction. So I guess uh, uh, an initial question that comes to mind would be, what was your first gaming console and like maybe the first game you really recall playing? Oh, man. My first gaming console was the uh, NES. And nice. Classic. Uh, first game was just obviously the Super Mario Duck Hunt combo. Mm-hmm. Nice. But one of my favorite early... NES memories was there was a game. It was like a Tetris clone called Yoshi. Oh, was hmm. it? No, Yoshi's cookies was a different thing. Yeah. I do remember like a Tetris Yoshi thing. And one of my favorite memories of that was me and my dad would just play for hours and hours and just see who could win. And I was like six or seven years old at the time and we were pretty fairly, you know, evenly matched. Mm-hmm. And so one day I made us a, like, replica WCW WWF championship belt out of, like, con- <laughs> construction paper. That is mm-hmm. so cool. And whoever was the reigning champion of Yoshi would get the belt. <laughs> That's great. I need to know who won. Um, well, it would go back and forth, and I think, I honestly think that the belt got destroyed somehow, or got destroyed. Oh, no. Um, kind of a bummer, kind of a letdown to that story, but... Uh, no sweat. Um, That's I, still really cool. I did just buy my dad an NES Classic for uh, the holidays. Oh, you're lucky you were able to snag one. A lot of people I know were unable to at first. It, well... yeah. I bought it for him for the holidays. He didn't get it until, you know, February, because that's when Uh, I could get one at regular cost. Oh, sure. (laughs) But it has Dr. Mario on it, and that's another game him and I used to play. So I'm thinking about trying to bring back the belt for some Dr. (laughs) Mario tournaments. That's super cool. I'm wondering if it just happened to get lost or, quote, thrown away, or if you won a few too many matches in a row (laughs) and your dad just got rid of it while you were at school or something. I don't know. It just disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, it's it's quite possible. Um, (laughs) I do remember coming home from school and my mother would always be like, you can't play video games until you drink a glass of milk. Oh, jeez. And so... I would just chug a glass of milk, like, bef- so I could just go play Mario for the rest of the day. God, thank God I didn't have that rule. I'm pretty sure that would have killed me as a child. Yeah, makes your bones nice and strong, though. <laughs> Not if you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, poor Bren. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess, I, what would you say, are you gaming these days much? Uh, would you say you're a PC guy, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh, Nintendo, anything? Um, I am actually still rocking my Xbox 360. Nice. Um, I the did, last good Xbox console. Yeah, we uh we haven't adopted any of the newer generations. Like we have the PS3, Xbox 360, and a Wii. Okay. Uh, I think that we're gonna get a Switch at some point. Definitely. But other than that, I'm big into playing. Uh, I always go back to my old Nintendo 64. Like, that is something, like, I will throw in Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie or, like, uh, Donkey Kong 64, and I'll just replay those over and over and over again to a point where I started downloading Mario 64 hacks on my computer. (laughs) And they're... These are, like professional quality games that are essentially just serves as like fan made sequels to Mario 64 and they are a blast. Yeah, I know there's awesome one. I I forget the name exactly, but it might be just be like Mario and Luigi 64 where someone has kind of redone it in a mod and added Luigi as a as a second player. So you could like co-op it with somebody but because the game wasn't meant to be like that, the camera still follows Mario, so it can really screw oh. people over. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Oh man, I kind of have this side tangent to go down and I feel like sharing this story with you guys. Hopefully it's not just a total waste of our time. But like you mentioned, of like you said the word hacks, and it reminded me. All right, so I went to go get a haircut today, and I usually like I don't know. It, it was it usually I have someone talkative, like a nice girl, being like, "Oh, what school did you go to?" Blah blah. blah. Today it's this dude. He's like this, got this like uh, gray hair ponytail. He looks like this very wise old guy, and he's just like, "What's your name?" And he's like asking me about what I do and stuff. I'm like, "Oh, I'm a Java programmer." And then he's like, "Oh, so you're a hacker?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" And so I, he starts to like uh, shampoo my hair and all this. And he's like talking to me. He's like, yeah, I know a bunch of hackers. I used to uh, be in a bunch of these chat rooms. I know this one guy's username by the name of Danger. And I was like, what the heck? And he's like, I was hanging out with Danger one night. And he like pulled up like <laughs> these documents. And he was like, yeah, this is stuff from the Swedish embassy. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy telling me (laughs) so i just was like literally doing a lot of like yes ands and just being like yeah yeah and just trying to like get as much of information as i could because it was like super interesting and it turns out he's got his own like online like radio broadcasting thing that he does so i'm like i'm a podcaster i'm a programmer i was just eating it all up and it was super interesting like hearing this guy's like life story and all the like weird hacker encounters and how he's like flooding different people because they pissed him off and shit i'm like oh my god this is insane so that was my haircut story. Are you sure he didn't just watch the movie Hackers and well, think that's his Because that sounds a lot like the movie Hackers. I'm wondering if... Well, and the, first of all, the guy gave an amazing haircut. This is the best haircut of my life. Like, I can honestly say that. Like, my parents, even, like, when they first saw it, they're like, that is unbelievably good. I'm like, thank you. Like, I think this guy's incredible when it comes to doing haircuts. But haircuts. then... He I, might be insane I, otherwise, but oh, the haircut part... Does he say this to everybody who comes in and says, like, oh, yeah, I know C++. It's like, well, let me tell you. But no, another thing about it, his whole online radio thing, he's like, I got 600 gigs of music. I'm a part of this, like, private network where, like, you have to have two accounts and this thing to even access all the music and stuff. I'm like, this is (laughs) fucking insane. And he's like, I can broadcast 24-7 for, like, uh, six weeks without having to restart my computer. I'm like, oh, my God, this is insane. I like he, he, was, he, he pulled out his phone to show me his de- his uh, freaking setup. It was like a bunch. It was like four monitors and like a bunch of computers. I'm like, th- is this really happening? I'm, I was here to get my haircut. It was it was wild. I'm sorry. I'm still just kind of like blown away by it. <laughs> Where did he find the time to get his, you know, barbering license? <laughs> I know right? he had his own salon at one point. He's like, yeah, after I shut down my salon, I'm like, this guy must have a crazy ass life. Jeez, I like to think that he just says that about anybody's job who comes in be like oh what do you do for a living it's like oh i'm a baker it's like baker i used to bake cakes for the swedish embassy and i got this different like oven that requires like four different keys to unlock and it's just this weird like story he just associates with everything or yeah he's just like what's your favorite (laughs) artist and then they say anything like it could be country to anything it's like i got their whole discography i got 600 gigs of music (laughs) yeah yeah it's i don't know if i would trust that guy with a pair of scissors near my throat I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got cleaned up nice. So I'm sorry to totally derail entirely. Like this has nothing to do with the interview. My bad. Um, <laughs> welcome to our show, though. Uh, but much. B- back to games. Uh, what's like? Would you say is the most uh, recent game you've been kind of on a kick with? Like uh, for myself, uh, for instance, it's been Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh goodness, I I feel so bad because I want to say my. I would say probably uh, Pokemon Sun. Okay. And then why do you I, feel bad saying that? That's fine. Because <laughs> I was actually I actually said I felt bad because I couldn't remember any game released in 2016 or later <laughs> until I remembered. Oh wait, no, we we bought 3ds's specifically for Pokemon Sun. Um, and then I've been playing I've been playing some mobile games, uh, specifically Animation Throwdown, which is a Hearthstone clone. Oh, oh yeah. nice! I think I remember hearing about that one. Nice. Yeah, it is a it is the uh, Fox animated shows in a collectible card game. Oh, uh, okay. Neat. Yeah, I mean it's fun. It's entertaining. It occupies me when I'm slow at work. Wait, Fox is still using Futurama in their properties. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> they canceled Futurama like twice. They should not be allowed to use them in their properties and likeness. <laughs> um, Maybe you should have watched them more and given them ratings and then they wouldn't uh, have been canceled twice. It's all your fault, Ben. That, that doesn't matter. Fox cancels anything at the drop of a hat. They are the worst network for 
uh, new shows. And that's why they canceled Family Guy and then brought it back. Because they just canceled it too quickly. Um, but Futurama might actually be coming back. There's rumors that it might be coming back for like a third time. So there's always hope. Um, but uh, Pokemon Sun, did you actually end up uh, finishing it? Because I know I played it, but I got to the Elite Four and it just stopped. Like I've never, never played it again. Um, I got to a point, like I was playing it fairly religiously and I got to a point where I was going to go to like the next island and then I went on vacation and I was, and then I ha- I haven't picked it up since. Gotcha. It, it definitely seems like once you stop, you're kind of done. Like it, it's like a momentum. Like once you lose that momentum, it, the game's kind of over. Cause I don't know many people who are still playing it. Yeah. So yeah, I was just I was like I was enjoying it, but then like you said, I stopped and then I started playing Mario Kart Seven. Ooh. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I really didn't have too many complaints. I like that they're changing a lot of stuff with it and trying new things. But yeah, once I put it down, it was you know no no real urge to pick it back up again. So maybe maybe that says a lot about its lasting power and its appeal. Yeah. I hear you. Um, well I do have a question. Well, uh, maybe just a few more gaming questions, but then I have a couple questions about your podcast um what would you say is like your favorite genre of games like myself i think i'm more or less a rpg guy for sure um do you like fps or you like platformers old school stuff i am so much of a platforming freak i love my platformers like old school mario stuff mario galaxy 2 i think is one of the greatest games uh, Donkey Kong Country, those games for the Super Nintendo are phenomenal. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got, man. Nice. Yeah, I really love platformers. I'm also just like a big fan of like those Metroidvania style stuff where it's like RPG meets platforming. Like it's awesome. Yeah, I, I also gotta throw some love to the Max Payne series. Oh, totally. Uh, Like, those games are phenomenal. I actually just beat Max Payne 3, I think late last, no, uh, late 2015. And that was just a blast. And then um, crazy sports games like NFL Blitz and NBA Jam. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those those are my groove. And then uh, Street Fighter. I'm a big fan of most of the Street Fighter iterations. Excellent. Now you say you don't have any of the new, or rather, it wouldn't even be current consoles now because it's like PS. No, PS4 is still current, right? Yeah. Be current gen. Um, are you a fan of Street Fighter V? Because I know not many people are. I have not played it. The latest Street Fighter I have played is Super Street Fighter Four. Okay, I think that's a, supposed to be the best one because it has all the patches and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like if you. If you bought just Street Fighter 4, apparently it's, like, missing a few things. Um, but, yeah, if fair warning with Street Fighter 5. Apparently it's pretty janky still. I saw some screenshots of, I forget what player it was, someone who looked like M. Bison, but it wasn't him. Uh, their hitbox was massive. It was, like, three times the size of their arm. So even if they swung at you and missed, it would still hit you because it was just so big. So... It seems like with Street Fighter, it's clearly like the staple of fighting games. It's the most well known. Even if you're not a big fighting game, like competitive player, you still know what it is. But it's, it seems like it's the most rushed. It seems like because it's so well known, they Capcom try to just pushes it out as quick as they can. And then they spend the next two years fixing it. Yeah. And I just, I just don't put out a crappy product. Like, yeah, I, it just turns me off from, from spending my money to buy new games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talked about this with the Switch because it had a few problems on launch, and it's different when it's a full console and when it's just one game. Like if it's just one game, you can hold off on it and still keep working on it. Like oh, some yeah. people might be mad, but it you know it's not everyone in the entire market is anticipating it. It's just a specific group, and so, we're yeah. used to delays. <laughs> yeah. So something something ridiculous happened to me. So mm-hmm. when I when I started getting I had some free time so I decided to try a new video game and I was back in the day I was a real big fan of the WWF games mm-hmm. or WWE now and so the last one I had played was like WWE WrestleMania 2000 
So I'm like, oh, I'll pick up, you know, WWE 2K16. Yeah. Having a 16-year gap in my wrestling game repertoire, <laughs> yeah. I, like, could not figure out the controls for the life of me. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. this is nothing like what I remember. Yeah. yeah, that's like taking a step into a time travel machine, and here's the latest version of that game. It's like, you expect that person to be able to figure it out? Yeah, I think that's also because I'm getting older and... <laughs> Well, it's, yeah. yeah, learning the controls and stuff. Like, I'm kind of hitting that point with a switch where I'm, I look at the controls and I just go, oh, why so many buttons? What is this one? Oh, fuck it. Just, you know, give me an N64. Like, granted, that controller was a monstrosity in its own right, but you grew up with it, so it seems normal to you. Well, and with WW, the old school wrestling games, like, if you attacked the guy from the front or the back, you would do two different sets of moves. So from the front, you would have a choice of four moves. From the back, you would have a choice of four moves. Now, it's like every degree you're different, you have a choice of like 12 moves. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is too much. Like, yeah. give, give me a simpler game system because this is ridiculous. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I'm not into fighting games specifically because they can get way too complex with like the combos and like optimizing your strategy. And I'm like, oh my God, too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a common thing, at least with our, on our podcast recently of what we talked about in like RPGs where there's too many side quests, there's too many things to do and you'll never actually get around to doing them all or, um, fighting games, there's too many variations or, uh, WrestleMania, there's too many moves where, just the position, like standing in front of them, you can do 16 moves. Standing to the side of them, there's 16 new moves. Standing in front of them near a pole is 16 new moves. And with certain games like the resolution, the 4K, it's at a certain point, it's going to be too high quality for the human eye to even notice. Oh, yeah. And, and there was a big uh, complaint with Mass Effect Andromeda recently saying that there's more, di- more uh, voiced dialogue lines in Mass Effect Andromeda than the entire Mass Effect franchise, like, than the other three games combined. And for the player, you're not going to hear most of that. And a lot of people were complaining that because the actors had to record so many lines and so many lines out of context, that it kind of deludes and lowers the quality of overall of the whole voice acting experience. Like, everyone kind of just sounds bland and kind of confused at all times because they had to record, like, 5,000 lines for one character in a year. So you never, you can never put as much emotion into the line as you need to. Yeah. So it seems, like, seems yeah. like there's too much of everything now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I was also kind of defending it, like with the whole like restaurant analogy. It's like you like when they give you too much food that you got to take it home. It's like that's uh, they're trying to do you some good, and it's like, but I don't know. But you can also be stuffed. Like you get full, and you're yeah. like, all right, this is enough. Like you don't want to eat yourself to death. To, yeah, and vomit. Yeah, yeah. I follow. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's kind of an interesting dilemma. It's like ah, that's a f- first world problem. <laughs> yeah. really I, I mean, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> but we all we also live in a first world country. Yeah, so. exactly. No, I hear you. Yeah, and one of the one of the things somebody was brought up to me where they're like, like, oh, don't you want to see all the like hidden finishers? And I'm like, yeah. And so I'll spend a half hour on YouTube and just watch someone <laughs> who's recorded. Right. All of the new Mortal Kombat fatalities. And I'm like, all right, I've seen them all. I don't need to buy the game. Yep. There you go. Because, yeah, if that's if it really that's the only thing you want to see from Mortal Kombat, like, yeah, it's I think it's perfectly fine to watch someone else to do it than spending, what, $60 just to do all that? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know when the last Mortal Kombat, good Mortal Kombat game was. I feel like Mortal Kombat's really hitting a slump, too, like Street Fighter. Oh, I thought people were really into X or whatever it was. I think it was, like, enjoyable, but I don't know if it... Like, Mortal Kombat's tricky because it's its own fighting game. Like, most fighting games use similar mechanics to Street Fighter, but Mortal Kombat's its own thing entirely. Yeah. And it doesn't really flow as well to be competitive, I don't think. So, like, that's why there's not, like, a big competitive scene that carries most fighting games with them, like, in popularity. But, yeah, I know Mortal Kombat... X was kind of popular at launch, but it, that interest died down real quick. And just looking now, reviews for it don't seem that great. 
Yeah, so. I don't know. It's just kind of it's one of those nostalgia franchises. Like for me, it holds a special place in my heart. Like that whole character roster. Like I know most of them, and it's like I think of the really corny movies, and I watched them over and over as a kid. So I don't know. Those movies suck, and I love them. I know, I love oh, them too. Yeah. <laughs> those are three hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. Um, I don't know. Well, it's like the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's like that movie's an <laughs> absolute piece of shit, but I got three DVDs of it. Right. Okay. The and the first Mortal Kombat movie, I wouldn't say is terrible. It was no, it's not, bad, not it, terrible. It's cheesy. It's a little I would corny say at times, it's but it's fantastic. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I know. <laughs> but no, it is a walk down memory lane. Oh my god. The second one was definitely like, hey, there was some popularity to this. Let's try and keep doing it again, but with half the cast. Like it did it definitely seemed like it wasn't the same team that did the first one. Yeah, but yeah. there was some really cool moments in the second one. Like, oh man, it gets oh, yeah. crazy. And the web series that came out a couple oh, years ago was amazing. Yeah. I think was that Machinima? I think that was like old Machinima back when they were like good. And That's was, right. I forget what it was called. Mortal Kombat something. But yeah, it was supposed to be like everything after Dark Knight. It was supposed to be like in our world, a realistic world where Jax is a cop and Sonya is like a SWAT unit or something. And uh uh Bar- Baraka, instead of being like a demon with crazy teeth. He was like a crazy surgeon that like implemented like syringes and scalpels into his skin and stuff. Like yeah. so it was supposed to be realistic, but it was really good. It was like really high quality for YouTube stuff. But that was just dropped. Like nothing really came of that, unfortunately. Yeah, I vaguely recall this. Man. Now I'm just sad. Thanks for reminding me, Kenny. All right. Well no, <laughs> hey. Uh I think that was a pretty good uh set of questions. Would you guys be up for a game of I was the walrus before we wrap things up? Sure. Yes. Been played this in a while. Awesome. Here we go. Okay, so for anybody who's new, and I'll also explain to Kenny, though I think you know what this is all about, it's just a game where uh, two of us are going to face off against each other, we have a judge, uh, there's three questions, and he basically picks a winner each round, and best of three wins. Um, So first of all, let's determine who's going to judge, Bren or I. Do you want to roll a d20? Uh, sure. Alright, so whoever has highest will judge. I got a four. I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> Close Just one. Barely. Uh all right. So what would you say highest judges? Yes. Okay, so that'll be me. Uh here's a weird one. If furniture became sentient and could talk, what would be the first piece of furniture you would destroy? Oh god. <laughs> I know. I, I'm ready. Alright. Um, I got, I got mine. Okay. Uh, we'll just do a countdown. Three, two, one, go. The couch in my man cave. I'm oh. going to say a grandfather clock. <laughs> <laughs> See, without even explaining it, I kind of get Kenny's. Yeah. What are you talking about, Doug? I, well, think about if a grandfather clock becomes sentient, he's going to be yelling at you, and it's all like the like Chang Chang Chong, like all that kind of shit. So, like, <laughs> Doug, I do not appreciate that kind of racism on our oh, podcast. Oh, God damn it. I didn't mean that, but it was supposed to be bells. But, you know, like... Is that what we call them now? God damn it. No, it's a grandfather clock. But, you know, I don't know. Think about that thing. He'd probably be like, back in my day, people are going to tell time. <laughs> Back in my day, we wandered the clock. <laughs> we wandered around aimlessly and just went. What time do we go here and go? What's time? And then we die. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> How about you, Kenny? What would your reasoning be? Um, bad things have happened on that. Couch. <laughs> God, simple damn it. as that. Yeah, that simple makes as sense. that. 
I'm going to go with Kenny's just because yeah. that's exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> He's, that couch is out to get revenge on the farts and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like if, that, if, if, if the couch is malicious, like any future political career aspirations I have. <laughs> it's oh, so man. much blackmail on you. I saw someone wrote like or drew a little comic online. And it was just like uh, you're laying in bed and a fridge comes and opens up your bedroom door and just looks at you. <laughs> and it shuts the door like you do to the fridge, like to see if there's any food in there. I was like, "Oh my god, that's the creepiest thought!" Like, oh god, imagining yeah, someone this, just staring at you and then walking away. This is very reminiscent of Sir Couchley on Comedy Bang Bang, like the couch that all the guests come on <laughs> are, is actually a sentient thing, and sometimes Scott will talk to it. Oh man, jeez. <laughs> I I gotta say, a close second would be the chair in my office, mm-hmm. because then it knows how much time I spend procrastinating. <laughs> oh, that would be yeah. If if you had someone who knew exactly how, like, oh yeah, I got a ton of work to do, and then you just spend the whole day like screwing around on Reddit or something like for seven hours, like shit, I gotta keep those secrets buried. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no one can know. Okay, next question. Okay, here's one. We actually got this one from a listener. We unfortunately haven't played too recently to use it, but in 100 years. What crazy, disgusting thing would we leave for Santa? That's from uh, listener Nick. So, currently we leave... Well, actually, when we were young, it was like milk and cookies. Now, I'm seeing a lot of different stuff, like... Because I guess people are worried about Santa's health. And, like, worried about mythical magic diabetes. So they're not leaving cookies out as much. How would this Hmm. change in a hundred years? I got one. Okay. I think I'm ready. You sure? Uh, I don't really have a good reason, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a good reason for playing this, so yeah, that works. that works. All right. Three, two, one, go. Coconut milk and vegan cookies. Oh, I was just going to leave him some silver. <laughs> just silver? <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining just like an unrefined raw chunk of silver ore that or like a refined like like brick uh because i don't know i just hear the value of it's going up like very a lot so and i don't know i guess santa could use some donations maybe upgrade the sleigh are you kidding with all of his indentured servants yeah he's got he's the only person in like the first world country i'm considering the north pole first world country because uh, of their sheer production value, uh, with indentured slavery. <laughs> well, then, if that's the case, then he could use the money to distribute it amongst his uh, clientele or like the people who work for him. <laughs> you know, you he's know that's not, not going fucking to. happening. Uh, that ain't he, happening at all. Uh, but I would write on the silver, like, for the elves only. <laughs> yeah. It's like when your parents leave you like for the weekend when they're on vacation. It's like, you use this money for food, and you just blow it on pizza and booze like the first night. Yeah. You know that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I like how you leave this magical being who has limitless creation of toys and manufacturing goods. You're like, I, he needs to get paid for all his work. You gotta pay him back a little. A little bit. I mean, we get <laughs> gifts every year. I mean, the guy's doing some pretty good stuff. That's his choice. I don't feel bad at all. He can stop whenever he wants. But then we'd um, all be sad. <laughs> Not this Jewish, Jewish boy. Yeah, they'll be happy. <laughs> We've got an even playing field with everyone now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and then coconut milk and vegan cookies. <laughs> what? Oh, could, could you get more disgusting? I, since I've moved to LA, it's just like I'm seeing more and more like vegan friendly stuff, which is fine. But it's just like anytime someone offers it, it's just like, get that fuck out of my face. Well, get, I get it away from me. I'm just imagining like Santa eating all that instead and just losing lots of weight and are like, uh, ideal santa goes from like this big jolly fat man to like this ripped like surfboarding like old dude (laughs) i don't know (laughs) for some reason um and i I mean there's to defend some vegan things you know beer is vegan i guess it is whoa yeah that just blew my fucking mind (laughs) that's the thing there's a lot of stuff you don't think about but yeah it was actually vegan (laughs) Winning. Aluminum's actually vegan. Aluminum? Wait. I mean, you can eat it if you want. God damn it. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, there's plenty of stuff that's like vegan and fine. Like I've had uh, uh, things like mapo tofu and it was like tofu and fat cheese and stuff and it was delicious. But like cookies are bad for you and they're supposed to be bad for you. Like there's certain stuff you just shouldn't try to make healthy because they're just supposed to be guilty pleasures that you eat at you know four in the morning when you hate yourself. If I want a healthy cookie, I will eat oatmeal raisin because it's oatmeal and raisins. Yeah. I'm actually a pretty good, pretty big fan of oatmeal raisin. I don't know why the hatred for it. Agreed. You and me. Same page, bro. Right? Also, fuck Santa. So (laughs) I'm going to go with the vegan cookies and uh, oatmeals. (laughs) Well, it sounds like Kenny won. Yes. There you go. Clean sweep. Now I remember why we don't play this game. We always yeah. lose. <laughs> Basically. But, hey, it was a fun time. Uh, we, thanks yeah. so much for joining us, Kenny. That was a blast. Um, let's do some plugs. Um, where can listeners find you and your podcast? You can find my podcast at DumbbellsAndDragons.com. If you search Dumbbells and Dragons on any podcast catcher, uh, you can also catch me on any social media. I'm at DumbbellsDragon. Uh, however, primarily, I use Facebook twitter and instagram and then we you get a new podcast episode every wednesday morning and then a new blog article every monday and thursday holy crap that is awesome and speaking of awesome things we might as well announce it now because this is the latest news for our network i remember a few episodes back we were mentioning to the listener we got a new podcast coming to the network it is indeed kenny's podcast dumbbells and dragons so everyone go subscribe you'll be able to find that also at almostbetter.net along with all of our other shows so that's the exciting news uh very happy to have kenny on board hope to do some more like joint efforts having you on our D show or more on abts every now and then um but yeah brent how about where can listeners find you i was actually wondering what fantasy creature do you guys think would be the biggest fitness nut who's the meathead of the D world oh definitely a uh what is it uh not a centaur a taurus like or like a minotaur minotaur that's exactly what i was looking for i would agree yeah that'd be good i see maybe i guess a werewolf would be like a cardio nut he'd be running all the time yeah, I can see that. I'm picturing yeah. a Minotaur deadlifting right now. <laughs> uh, but Brent. Oh. Sorry, what's this? <laughs> Where can listeners find you? We're ADD the podcast, easily distracted. Um, ABTS Brendan on Twitter. And that's pretty much it. I don't do a lot. That works. And if you like our show, please give us a like and subscribe. Our handles ABT Silence on Twitter and Facebook. Um, we also Twitch stream every Tuesday and Thursday and occasionally on and off every now and then. So hopefully you're going to do some more of that. And yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Kenny. We'll be looking forward to having you on again in the future. And listeners, we will see you guys next week. See ya.